Welcome to Checking Out the Competition, Anaheim Ducks edition. The team that I always still want to call the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim, but I didn't do it this time, so that's a small victory for me personally. Anyway, we are joined today by CJ Woodling, who is the managing editor of Anaheim Calling. Friend of the pod, absolute gem, beauty of a human being. CJ, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well, Kelly. How are you doing today? Good, thank you. Um, so, West Coast teams, I do not pay attention to them until it's absolutely necessary. So, typical East Coast bias. I know, right? It's We're very snooty people over here. And also, I keep old lady hours, so I just can't help it. But I would like you to give me, if possible, like a Spark Notes rundown of how the Ducks have been going this season. Well, uh, not great. And uh, this is really the first year, and th- this is something a lot of people don't realize. This is honestly the first season since I would probably argue 2005, 2006, where the Ducks have not been expected to basically be contenders. Um, they've been in perpetual contention for so many years. And uh, this is the first year where they're actually doing some sort of a, uh, not a full-blown rebuild, but kind of a retool. And it's showing in the record. The record is not great right now. Um, Some of their underlying, you know, metrics and a lot of their, you know, uh, offensive numbers just are not there. They can't score for the life of them. Um, The goaltending has regressed a little bit. Um, Now, with that being said, this roster is populated with a bunch of um, new prospects, new guys who are trying to make an impact, and there's been an adjustment period for sure. But at the same time, there have been some positives, especially with a new coach. So one of the interesting things that you just said is that the goaltending has regressed. And a couple of the people that I talked to this morning were kind of like, yeah, they're just kind of the only thing that's keeping them going is their goaltending. And obviously, I guess John Gibson regressing a little bit is still outstanding goaltending. So is he still kind of like a superhero this season or has he just kind of been a good goaltender? He hasn't actually even been good. Um, He's actually been, I'd say, mediocre. Um, He certainly hasn't been bad by any stretch of the imagination and neither has Ryan Miller. Um, But if if you look at, you know, the, a lot of the numbers save percentages um, and uh, especially if you want to get into the advanced stuff like goals save above expected, he's actually right around kind of league average mediocre. Um, You know, really we can't explain why he's uh, not necessarily last season. He was put through the ringer. I mean, he just went through absolute hell with scoring chances, shots. His workload was so big Mm -hmm. that he, went onto the IR around, I think it was like January or February and missed probably about three weeks or so because he was actually about 20 to 25 pounds underweight due to his workload. Um, this season, he's still facing a decent amount of shots because the Ducks defense isn't that great anymore, but he hasn't been facing as big of a workload as he did last season. And But for some reason, and I don't think anybody outside of the team could tell you why, he just doesn't quite have it this year. Hmm. that's a bummer (laughs) yeah because it is exposing yeah it's exposing the fact that really the ducks have been getting by the last couple of seasons on goaltending and when that's gone back well they don't have a whole lot to stand on Hmm. so to take things on a more positive direction for a second um you said that this team is populated by a lot of new guys a lot of prospects Mm -hmm. who are getting their shot 
Um, who's impressed you so far? Um, as far as most of the new guys, none of them have really kind of lived up to some of their hype. Um, now, to be fair, the Ducks don't really have anybody that's like Connor McDavid, Elias Pettersson, Jack Hughes, Capocacco. You know, right. they, they, they don't really have anybody that level. Um, but they do have some players that should theoretically, you know, if they hit kind of their potential, um, will be very good NHL players and kind of lead the Ducks into the next wave of the future. So I personally think that at least lately, I'll go with lately, um, Troy Terry has been getting a lot of time up alongside Ryan Getzloff. In the last couple of games, he's been moved back down um, to play with some other line mates, you know, specifically Sam Steele and Adam Henrique. But Troy Terry, after a bit of a rough start to the season, has been looking a lot better. The points in production haven't come yet. But if you watch him, he plays a game very similar to Ryan Getzloff and the fact that he's a total puck hound and the fact that he can kind of, to an extent, dictate the pace of the game when he's on the ice. He has some size concerns. He's a very small kid. Um, mm. And uh, he, I think he likes to play a little bit bigger than his body allows him. He doesn't have that slippery you know, type of thing that small players are are really need to do to be successful. But as of uh, lately, he's been very noticeable on the ice, a very good playmaker. Um, I, I'd say so far with him, I'd say it's not going to be too much longer before we start seeing the production follow. So one thing I noticed when I was poking around this morning is that our old pal, Michael Delzato, um, seems to get a not negligible amount of ice time mm-hmm. um, on the Ducks defense. How is the defense looking? I'm assuming uh, not great. <laughs> <laughs> the very beginning of the season, the first 20 games or so, the defense was a complete wreck. And especially uh, uh, some people know this, but the Ducks lost both Josh Manson and Hampus Lindholm for a little bit, who are two, they're two far and away best defensive defenders. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, their, their defensive metrics just dove off a cliff. So they're both back now, which has certainly helped. Delzato has gotten a, a decent amount of ice time. He actually is kind of more of a seventh defenseman. He has been rotated out a little bit, but I'm not going to lie. For the amount of ice time that he's gotten and what he's making, he's been fine. Like, he hasn't really? been good by any stretch of the imagination, but he's been serviceable, I think, is the best way to describe him. Good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, so. One of the places where the Flyers are struggling pretty hard right now is their power play. It's uh, kind of died completely. Um, how are the special teams looking for the Ducks this year? Oh, god awful. Um, oh. We are the, uh, uh, the, the the Ducks have the second worst power play uh, as far as percentage goes in the NHL, only ahead of the Ottawa Senators. Now. It's funny I say that, and I don't want to give Flyers fans a ton of hope that the Ducks aren't going to score on the power play, because about three games ago, the Ducks completely overhauled their power play units and their systems, and they now are on a three-game streak where they have scored at least one power play goal. So it looks like that is starting to turn around. Um, So we'll kind of see what happens. And and, and it's actually been fairly threatening. They don't have the personnel to make it, you know, one of the top 10 in the league or anything like that. But they do have the personnel to at least keep PKs honest on a night to night basis if they get the opportunity. As for the penalty kill side, they have not been great. 
Like I said, Gibson has regressed. Gibson was one of the best um, uh, penalty kill goaltenders of the last several years. That hasn't been the case this season. And also they have been giving up um, a, a decent amount of quality looks. And uh, a lot of that is just because the Ducks defense this year is just it, it's not nearly as good as it was in the past. So if you do get a power play on the Ducks, uh, there's there's a halfway decent chance that it's uh, that it might look pretty decent, especially when you've got people like Derek Grant and Carter Rowney who, you know, aren't bad penalty killers, but they're definitely not the best penalty killers that the Ducks have had, like when they had Andrew Cogliano. Mm, OK, so. If you were to identify one thing about this team that, if you had to guess, would be the thing that beat the Flyers, like is it a a player, a line, something like that, um, what what is the best thing going for the Ducks right now that the Flyers are going to have to really look out for? Really, I think it's going to be you guys are going to have to shut down Ryan Getzloff. Um, Ryan Getzloff had the worst, uh, you know, season of his career last year, um, like a lot of Ducks did. And this season, he uh, has just kind of completely bounced back and is showing that, you know, he's, he's not consistently on a night-to-night basis, one of the top 10, top five players like he used to be in his prime. Um, but on any given game, Ryan Getzloff can absolutely take it over, and he is going to be the team's offense and play driving. So really, he's going to be the guy, and he's looked pretty good lately. So I think Ryan Getzloff... The offense and most of the Ducks play driving begins and ends with him still. He's shooting more. Uh, he's shooting actually at a rate more than he ever has in his entire career um, while still being the passing threat that he has always been. So he's the type of guy where realistically you're not going to always expect him to make that extra pass. Now he's starting to shoot more and he's now uh, second on the team in goals because of that on pace for more than a 30 goal season. So at the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, is, you know, your guys are going to have a, a more than likely a tough time shutting him down. Although I, I if I were um, if I were the Flyers, I'd probably put Couturier on him all game. So we'll see what happens and how they respond to that. Yeah, I'm assuming they're going to try to get that matchup, I would mm-hmm. imagine. Um, just kind of. Out of curiosity, given that Getzloff is clearly the heart and soul of the Ducks at this point, how much longer do you think he has in him? I've always maintained that Ryan Getzloff will more than likely age like Joe Thornton. Um, mm. Getzloff and Thornton have always played extremely similar games. They've always been pass first guys, but they've always had underrated shots that they've, you know, a lot of their fans feel like they haven't used enough. Um, and, uh, but they, they're also very big guys. They've played a physical style of game, but they've also been the type of guys who, um, you know, they, they, they just, they play the game, uh, in a way that's going to last. And there was some worries about that, obviously last season with his poor performance last year, but Mm -hmm. given his bounce back this year, um, some of those concerns are gone. He's now 34 years old. He's definitely not um, a young guy anymore, but he plays the same type of game as Thornton. And as long as he can stay relatively healthy, um, I personally think he's got at least another, you know, probably at least two to three 60, 70 plus point seasons in him. Yeah. And I would imagine that if you're doing kind of like a, a rebuild on the fly, which like really just seems to be the way that teams rebuild at this point, like it's very rare, even the Rangers who's told their fans explicitly that they were going to do a full rebuild are still kind of just rebuilding on the fly. Yep. Um, 
having a guy like Getzloff around to kind of bring up the kids that you bring onto the team is going to be a good thing, I would imagine. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is there anyone on the Flyers you're looking forward to see in this game? Yeah, I just, I, I mean, I mentioned him briefly. There's actually a, a couple, really, I'll, I'll call it one and a half. Um, you know, I, I, I know that uh, Andre Kasha's brother, David, was just called up um, yes. uh, for, for you guys. And um, I know uh, I, I honestly don't know a ton about him. So just from a pure curiosity, brother, you know, kind of Ducks Link perspective, um, I'm excited to see kind of what his game looks like and how he performs for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. As far as one of the, the, the bigger players, though, I just I'm, I'm a huge fan of Sean Couturier. I love the game that he brings. Um, it, it, it's funny, you know, Ryan Kessler for the Ducks was such a good two-way forward for the Ducks for a number of years until the last, um, you know, probably year and a half, two years where his hip just gave out on him. And and Sean Couturier, to me, is basically what prime Ryan Kessler was and probably even better than what prime Ryan Kessler does. Um, I'm a huge fan of the defensively responsible two-way guys who are just a, a total threat to score on the other end. So um, I'm really going to be looking at uh, Sean Couturier for really just an example of what a complete all-around game looks like. Yeah, and hopefully he, he gives you a show. The ranks for the Flyers at forward are very thin right now, so it's mm-hmm. you're essentially getting half of an AHL lineup. All um, right, no. Yeah, not ideal, but, you know, it is what it is when the injuries come. Um, So, that said, your prediction for the final score in this game. All right, so it's actually good that you told me that uh, that the Flyers are kind of at <laughs> yeah. half strength here for the forwards because the Ducks are at full strength for the forwards and they can't score. So uh, this is going to be an interesting <laughs> game. Um, I'm I'm probably predicting it's going to be lower scoring um i'm but the ducks their last 10 games have actually played pretty well um but and it's scored a fair said, number of goals it seems like just like yeah, looking they, at the they, final scores yeah they they, they 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 haven't been terrible um but i'm gonna go ahead and uh given where the flyers are at right now i'm i'm probably gonna give the flyers a, a 3-2 win in regulation okay i'll take that it's mm-hmm. actually more positive than I was feeling <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. It's hard to say when you've got kids playing that haven't been in the lineup together and no one knows how anything's going to work and no one knows what the lines are going to be. And they played probably their worst game of the season against Minnesota last Oof. night. They've got, yeah, they've got the Jets tonight, a couple of days off, one day off, and then you guys. And the Ducks are coming off a shootout win over the Rangers with three days of rest um and it's a home game yeah so I don't I don't know I'm gonna say I'm gonna be I'm gonna be positive I'm gonna say 3-1 flyers so we're close but all right all right I think that's realistic maybe Carter Hart has himself a nice little game and only gives up one so I'm gonna go with that (laughs) there you go all right CJ thank you again for doing this this was awesome of course. Thank you so much for having me on, Kelly. Keep doing amazing work and um, uh, good luck to you guys. Thank you. And again, CJ is the managing editor of Anaheim Calling, which is the Anaheim Ducks blog on the SB Nation Network. And you will catch this game at 7 p.m. on Tuesday in Anaheim. CJ, enjoy the rest of your day. Go Flyers. You too.